Welcome to the Wine It Up a Notch podcast, a podcast where I talk about wine, life, and everything in between. We are now on episode four. Woo-wee, I can't, I honestly can't believe it. And I've got the funniest story to share about uh, getting to this stage. Um, hopefully you've listened to the episodes that precede this one and you know, you know that I've been wanting to do a podcast forever. It's kind of a long time dream of mine. And it happens to be, I'm going to date this episode now, it happens to be the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of 2022. And I have decided that I'm going to really, you know, put some muscle behind this idea. I recorded the first three episodes in late 2021 in the last month of the year. And this year I've, I'm making a commitment to myself and I'm going to be consistent. I'm actually going to try to record something you know, I'm, I'm going to put this out there every day. That might be ambitious, but that's the goal, at least at the beginning of the year. And then we'll see where it goes from there. So today I sat down to record an episode and um, thought, well, I better, you know, it's now the beginning of January of 2022. I better go back and listen to what I last recorded in 2021, just even to remind myself how I'm introing the podcast and, you know, what I had talked about and how I'd concluded. And so I was in my room listening and thinking, you know, once I do this, I'll then record the next episode and in comes my son because right now school is out and he was wanting to play battleship with me and the genesis of this is that for the last couple days he's been glued to his technology got a new playstation system and he got a nintendo switch for his birthday a few months ago and with nothing really to do he's just been sort of glued to that technology and has not been going that well from a behavior perspective because every time we try to pull him off my son is eight so you know if you have children roughly in this age zone this will probably resonate that every time we try to pull my son off of his technology he was freaking out so we just said you know what you need a day that's a break now this day that's a break has turned into a day where he claims he's bored and has nothing to do and so he wants to spend all his time with us which is fine and i had promised him i would play battleship with him so in he comes and you know of course i'm like hey listen just give me a few moments to do the work I'm doing. You know, my I, I want to record a podcast episode. It's episode number four. He was like, what? You're recording a podcast? I said, yeah, you know, it's something new that mommy's trying to do. So just give me some time. I need, you know, seven or eight minutes because it doesn't really take much longer than that. But of course, to an eight or nine-year-old that is, you know, bored and wants to spend time with their parents, that seems like an eternity. So he hung around and kept getting sort of in the mix of what I was doing. And he started asking me, you know, what I was using to record my voice. And in trying to sort of appease him and explain it to him, I actually ended up recording over the episode that I was listening to. So episode three, I don't know what it's going to end up like in the final editing process, but I almost lost it all together because I recorded over what I had already recorded. It was almost like a sign, you know, to say like, okay, you know, you want to do this thing with a podcast, you know, record your voice daily and, and try to be out there and, you know, make something of this, this idea or this dream that you have to have a podcast, but it's not going to be easy. And here you go on day one of this new intention that you've set and let's have the universe show you just how not easy it's going to be. So anyways, there you go. That's a little bit of a kerfuffle story that precedes me getting to this point. But hey, here I am, episode four, and I'm super excited. As I mentioned, it's the beginning of a new year, and I'm setting some new intentions around making sure that I podcast more regularly, perhaps setting that lofty goal of saying I'm going to do it daily. Just to explain where that comes from, I was listening to another podcast of a podcaster that I really listen to a lot and, you know, really admire. 
And he was just saying that, you know, one of the best things you can do is just commit to recording something daily. And that'll get you into the habit of creating content, sitting down with a recording device, recording your voice, recording your thoughts. And he said that's how he sort of started and, and got to where he's at. And ultimately, you know, if it doesn't work out and you abandon your podcast or it doesn't really go anywhere, at least your family has, you know, X number of days worth of recordings of what you were thinking and doing. And, and that part really resonated with me. Not so much having 365 podcast episodes, but more the idea that I could leave behind this sort of verbal diary for my friends and family if one day I'm no longer here uh, for this period of time, what I was thinking, what I was doing, and it's all my recorded voice. And having lost some people in my life, I certainly know that those things, recorded voices, people's thoughts, um, that ability to feel close to them beyond just what's in a photo is a, definitely a premium. And so, like I said, this notion of, hey, you know, I'll just kind of record my voice for a year has really resonated. And so here I am and let's see how this goes. And you know what? I might get to episode five or six and look back on this and say, oh man, I can't believe I actually put that out there because I'm only doing this, you know, once a month or once every two months, who knows? But for now, this this is the the idea. So like I said, beginning of a new year, I just mentioned I went back and I listened to the last podcast that I had recorded before this one and I was talking about uh, going on a trip and I definitely want to circle back to what that was all about and what that experience was like. But because I mentioned that this is episode that I'm recording right now is really at the beginning of a new year, I'd rather just focus on the concept of the new year and what that brings and what that means. And I don't know, you know, when this will be published or I guess put out in the internet available for people to listen to. It's probably going to be well beyond the beginning of 2022 by the time I get my act together. And, you know, maybe someone will listen to this or maybe they won't, but New Year's come up all the time. And so I think it's, from my perspective, still worth talking about how I treat a new year and, you know, what I think is really special about it. So, I mean, I think on the one hand, um, the beginning of a new year is not really anything that monumental. Uh, Some may say it's just the movement of time on a calendar and a calendar isn't even real and you know we're just moving in life and moving from day to day and so the beginning of a new year is just you know the same you're kind of continuing on in life and to a great extent I do agree with that I do think you know life is a continuous series of events and moments and opportunities and every day is a reset so the new year doesn't you know and it is just a calendar at the end of the day a modern calendar Uh, so maybe it doesn't really mean all that much so like I said to some extent that does resonate but At the same time, it is the sort of start of something new in our minds. And whether that's because of our cultural beliefs or religious beliefs or just the way we've been raised, it does represent a little bit of an opportunity to reset. So I really like to take this time of year to sit back and think about what's happened in the year before, reflect on, you know, what went well and what didn't go so well and where I learned and grew and where I would like to continue to learn and grow. And then I'm not really one for New Year's resolutions. I used to set them, you know, the usual ones around eating better and exercising more and, you know, traveling more and writing more and those kinds of things. But I always found they fell apart in the first, you know, two or three weeks of the year. So instead what I've pivoted to is goal setting philosophically, how does that differ from resolutions? Well, I think resolutions are more of a, I will do this, you know, and they usually, to me anyways, have a shorter time frame associated with them. Whereas goals, um, I'm looking at a full year and thinking, you know, what do I want 
this year to be for me. And I try to build on what I did the year before. So I've certainly set some goals for myself for 2022. I actually articulated them on my Instagram account, put it out there, did a little live as well, just to you know get out there some of the things that I say I wanna do this year, maybe hopefully to hold myself accountable in some way. Um, I've written them down too. You know, I haven't done a full journaling of all of my goals. I, I plan to do that over the next couple of days, but just writing down some of what I'm thinking about for this year, which includes everything from sort of my professional and business life through to my family and of course my health and, and my goals around lifestyle. So I'm not ready to share everything right now, but I'm sure as the year progresses, I'll talk about it some more. And I look forward to sharing with anybody who's listening how 2022 unfolds for me and also wishing all the best to anybody who is listening to this. I'm hoping that you will also take the time to set some goals for yourself and think about what's important, have a vision for yourself, however you articulate that, and you know, embrace 2022 to be the best year that it can possibly be because Lord knows we've had a hard with uh, the pandemic and it's hopefully time for a change. So with that, um, let's see, wine. I, I thought today I'd talk a little bit about champagne because, you know, that seems to be the wine of choice for ringing in the new year. And I'm going to keep it pretty brief as far as champagne is concerned and just talk a little bit about where champagne originates from and what is and is not champagne. So I did a little bit of a rant on this and some of my social media channels as well because it's a fairly easy to remember distinction but it's one that people get really wrong a lot of times myself included until I started really you know understanding and studying wine so champagne or what we all think of champagne to be is uh, you know obviously a, a sparkling bubbly drink it is a wine that has gas in it essentially and it's you know generally associated with festive periods and, and times of celebration. The thing though that is important to know is that not all champagne is champagne. And I say that, when I say that I mean, what a lot of people will call champagne is not necessarily champagne because legally you can only refer to sparkling wine that is made in the Champagne region of France as champagne. Any other sparkling wine, whether it's made the same way as champagne is or not, cannot be referred to as champagne and this is by by sort of law those wines need to be referred to as sparkling wine if you're referring to them generically or sometimes there are more specific names for types of wine that originate in certain regions or certain parts of the world so for example cremant is also a sparkling wine that some people refer to as champagne but it is not from the champagne region cava is another example of a sparkling wine from spain that you cannot refer to as champagne, sect from Germany, and the list goes on. There's Cap Classique from South Africa. There's lots of different examples, and hopefully I will get into them in the days and months ahead. But for now, uh, I just wanted to kind of create that distinction. And I also want to add that I don't think that you can or should only drink champagne. In fact, I think there's a lot of really great value to be had in the other forms of sparkling wine that do not come from the Champagne region for a variety of reasons, including the cost of labor, the cost of land, and obviously, you know, marketing and sort of historical cachet. Champagne proper that comes from the Champagne region can often be very, very expensive. And look, I think it's for good reason. I do think Champagne is a beautiful drink, but if you're looking for value for money, the other forms of sparkling wine can certainly represent great value for money. So. Let me close this episode out by saying 
you know, if you're celebrating something, be it the new year or birthday or anything else, certainly think about sparkling wine as a great alternative or a great way to express your joy and to enjoy a joyous moment. But it doesn't always have to be champagne. There are lots of forms of sparkling wine that are really delicious, often made in the same way or sometimes even using the same grapes as is the case in champagne, and they can represent tremendous value for money. So with that, I will close out for the day. I wish you all lots of love, light, and happiness. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch up with you again soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wine It Up a Notch podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast thus far. Be sure to hit subscribe to be notified of future episodes or leave a review to let me know what you think. Take care.